today on Ag News Daily. Sitting here live, John Deere booth at the Commodity Classic, Orlando. Orlando, here we are. Hot and sweaty. You've been here for a week. I was going to say, did you walk here or did you Uber here? I walked, but my hotel is very close. Oh, see, we had a 15, 20 minute walk and I was sweating. I believe it. On, uh, on the way here. But so we're not complaining different. because as I was leaving Iowa yesterday, we were starting to get some sleet, snow, scrap. Yeah, so. winter weather advisory still in place, basically from Montana to Michigan, according to the National Weather Service. Northeastern Iowa and eastern Illinois are in a winter storm warning that began this morning at 9 o'clock. Four to seven inches of snow are no, thank expected. You. So uh, we uh, think that's no bueno Mm-mm. for our Mm-mm. friends back home. Periods of snowfall may begin and continue into Friday afternoon. Heaviest snowfall rates at half an inch per hour. So that's uh, that's a significant amount, Delaney. It is. And I have started hearing from some farmers already down here talking about weather. That seems like that's usually one of the first topics we cover when I see a farmer I know. Yes. Uh, so there's certainly a lot of areas getting some winter weather. Talked to some folks from Fargo that have gotten quite a bit, Minnesota, Iowa. So large swaths of the U.S. are not going unscathed this yeah. time and uh it's you've got to kind of watch social media and weed through the truth and mm-hmm. falsities because there's a lot of uh tweets and tiktoks out there about starting planting but That's it's true. footage from last year oh thank when you you're for, talking the yes. northern okay. portion of yes. yes but we've got connections texas like we talked about yesterday that have already gotten started and are ready to roll. I know I hit a little bit of ethanol yesterday, but I just wanted to remind our listeners that uh, ethanol output for the week, stocks and production rose, according to the USDA. The stockpiles are now, for the last seven days, rose to 25.32 million barrels. That's up from 24.775. So a little alarming there to remind everybody that our stockpiles are growing, which means demand is definitely down. Delaney? Yeah, demand was definitely something we touched on yesterday with Matt Bennett. Uh, so, wait, Monday with Matt yeah, Bennett. I'm mixed we, up on my days already. See, Florida but, makes time fly. I know. But when we look at some demand indicators, the U.S. dollar is a really good indicator to tell us, hey, how is the general economy trending? But also, of course, that impacts agricultural commodities. And we've seen the U.S. dollar this morning taking some fresh profits against the other baskets of major currencies. We've seen the index hit its highest level in more than three months yesterday, Tanner. And the greenback remains underpinned by the potential of the U.S. Fed once again raising interest rates longer for the for longer than most have been expecting. The Chinese yuan also fell against the U.S. dollar, which is not particularly positive for trading and exports. So we'll continue to watch that and see how that comes out. But Tanner, I know you also reported on the WASDE report yesterday. We're still kind of dealing with the shock of yeah. the Argentinian crop cuts. Yeah, that was the only major thing really that came out that was, uh, if you wanted to say, unexpected. Right. But, uh, we'll continue to monitor that. Yesterday, I missed it, and sorry to all women, yesterday was National yes, Women's I Day. So uh, today doesn't matter, apparently. We uh, saw a lot of, again, social media interactions saying that, you know, thought that National Women's Day was February 14th, and Mother's Day, which I think is uh, May something. Something, yeah. yeah. 
uh, just a lot of comedy going around there. Uh, also want to recognize the women here at this farm show. But the Illinois Soybean Association put out a feature on their, uh, their agronomic team. So they have a powerhouse of knowledge that is entirely women. So seven women make up the Illinois Soybean Association's agronomy team, led by Connie Copley. Their A-team of agronomists are led by Connie, and no matter what the accomplishment stands, they are the first and only association with an all-female team. So power in numbers. The Illinois Farm Bureau is continuing to honor this association by giving them an award yesterday. But the Illinois Farm Bureau's Director of Environmental Policy is also female. So some strong women in ag in Illinois. A lot of family heritage farms that continue to go back over 100 years represented out of that leadership team. So it was kind of a neat piece to see yesterday. Thanks for cheering me on too, Tanner, as a woman, <laughs> woman in agriculture. Yes, Delaney, woman in agriculture. <laughs> Well, we have uh, more shots fired in the U.S.-Mexico trade relationships as Mexican President Andres Lopez said Tuesday that the country's going to go to a dispute panel under a regional trade deal if there is no agreement during consultations. We saw uh, earlier this weekend, end of last week, President Vil or Secretary Vilsack said we're heading to more formal technical disputes. And Mexico's president has said, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's what we're going to do. And so he did not back down from that threat at all, Tanner. Yeah, that uh, is interesting because obviously we had our conversation yet last week with National Corn Growers Association's new leadership, and uh, that is going to continue to be their focus yes. working on that project. The movement on right to repair is continuing to be worked on by the American Farm Bureau Association or Federation. Uh, they hosted a high-profile beef squashing meeting at their annual convention in January, which we reported on. Uh, but it looks like they're continuing to make steps forward. The MOU wasn't created in a vacuum. That was a significant number of resources put into that. The legislation enjoys support from several different farm organizations when you look at right to repair advocates. Now, software increasingly getting integrated into equipment. They continue to watch this. The MOU provides some significant concessions to farmers and independent repair shops, allowing deer to attempt the terms of rather a patchwork state of legislature. Deer has now committed to farmers allowing independent repair shops and them electronic access to manuals, diagnostics, software codes, and other items, which is a huge step forward. To officially see this MOU out to be reviewed rather than just a PR headline is a big step forward. Tanner, I would imagine that that is going to be a conversation that we see here in topics at Commodity Classic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm out of headlines. You got anything left before it's time for markets? I don't think I have any other headlines left other than Jerome Powell spoke earlier this week in Congress. And still, as I mentioned earlier, U.S. dollar hit its highest tick in three months yesterday. But that was tampered by this news that the Fed is going to continue to, they said, increase interest rates when warranted. And uh, the data there has indicated that faster tightening is warranted. So he did share some very yeah. specific thoughts on that. Yeah, that's uh, going to be something for us to watch, especially in the banking industry. We do expect to see maybe a more aggressive next couple of rate hikes to try and get back in front of what some of these key metrics are looking at. It's always fun to look at economists battle mm -hmm. back and forth because they don't have always agree that those are some of the metrics that we should be paying attention to. So that's what I've got. Delaney, how about markets? 
Well, Tanner, as we look at markets here at the open, right at the open, we are seeing things open higher across the board even after yesterday's lackluster WASDIA report. March corn today up two and a half cents at 637. New crop corn will open a penny higher at 559. New crop soybeans will open four cents higher at 1375 and a half. Hard red winter wheat will open just a half a cent lower at 723. And as we tick into the cattle complex, April live cattle today opening 52 and a half cents lower at a buck 65.45. April feeders down a dollar 40 at $2, right on the mark. Right on the mark. That is a new contract high tater, and it, I don't know how long it's been since we've hit this, but it is a momentous day today for cattle feeders. Yep, a big milestone. So as we uh, wrap up markets here and head into our interview for today, I had the opportunity to talk to Bushel about their Bushel farm setup and system. Really excited to have that conversation with Kelly. Awesome. That's great. Let's get into it. Almost planting season and you're getting your farm set up and you're thinking about how to track everything as we get into the growing season. We're chatting today with Kelly Livernoy, the director of farm success for Bushel. Kelly, super excited to chat with you down here at Commodity Classic. Let's dive right in because Bushel has had a lot of exciting headlines here over the last few years with mergers and acquisitions and really trying to get the full picture of the farm story pulled together into the platform. Absolutely, yeah. Um, happy to be here and excited to talk to you, Delaney. Uh, Bushel is really focused on digitizing as much of the manual process throughout the grain supply chain. So that obviously starts um, where we started with the grain elevator software integrations. And now on to Bushel Farm, um, which brings really the, the farm management software, everything from field level rainfall and profitability um, together for the farmer and automating as much of that as possible. Yeah, because as you are mentioning to me before we started recording, you used to be known mostly as the rainfall company where you mm -hmm. could track that. But really, Bushel Farm is the complete full farm system. That sounds like that's what you are going to in the future. So let's talk about some of those individual components that farmers can do within the Bushel Farm system. But for those of our farmers who are not aware of Bushel Farm, give us a, the high-level 10,000-foot overview. Yeah, so um, Bushel Farm, which was formerly Farm Logs, it really... Um, helps the farmer track their day-to-day -day operations and what we've done is is really add the financials to that so every single activity and field pass that they do has a cost associated with it and we try to make it really easy for them to associate cost with those so on top of being able to track their daily activities which adds a lot of value to their farm as they are needing to report things to the FSA and crop insurance they can also add the um, costs and so Bringing the costs together and looking at that on a crop level and now on a field level really easily in farm logs um, is extremely powerful in and of itself. And then the marketing feature that we've been working on for the last four plus five years, um, another really easy to use tool for farmers to keep their information digitalized and organized and collaborative. So you can share your farm logs account or your bushel farm account with as many people as you need to, whether that be a trusted advisor or your farm partners. And so staying on the same page about how many bushels you have and how many bushels you have sold and where these bushels need to go in the busy season is super impactful. Um, bringing that operational, those costs together, as well as the marketing together into the profit and loss feature that we have gives you that field level look. And that's really the decision support that farmers are needing in order to decide 
do I really want this ground? Do I run it again? Do I take an increase? Do I um, do another pass? Even because it's it's really tracking you along um, along uh, the work cycle throughout the season. So. Um, those are some of the core components, I would say. And the what we're working on today is the integration of getting this data from the bushel system into bushel farm. And um, that's super exciting because what that means for the farmer is that the contracts at the grain elevator that they've been tracking manually and trying to get into the one spot um, will no longer be necessary as long as that grain elevator is on the bushel network. So bringing those contracts into one place in bushel farm, being able to see what they have marketed there, how many bushels they have left to sell, what the um, unpriced grain is worth at the market is um, obviously really helpful for them too on that decision support. There's a lot of moving pieces, really, for the updated bushel farm system. A lot of different things that the farmer can do. Is the goal here really to kind of replace the old pen and paper method that farmers use for record keeping oftentimes? Absolutely, yes. So um, knowing that we are well into the digital age and things are moving a lot faster and farmers want to be able to keep up and need to be able to keep up, um, that's exactly it, is just making it as easy as possible for them to stay organized digitally um, and cross-functionally as well. So let's talk a little bit more about the uh, storage, the loads, some of the harvest tracking capabilities. I know that's a long way off probably in some farmers' minds as we're just now getting into planting season, but talk to us about some of the functionality of that side of uh, Bushel Farm. Yeah, it's an extremely um, important part of, of the farmers day-to-day -day is understanding where they have what inventory. Um, so we're really focused on making that, once again, as easy as possible for them. We have an existing functionality that allows them to look at the level of their bins and um, what they have stored where and what loads are coming in and out of those. Um, and we have you know, plans and dreams to, to build on that functionality and automate once again as much as we can given the, the power of the bushel network that we now have. So um, it's you know, loads out of the farm, into the bin, out of the bin, and, you know, and, and where it's going, uh, knowing how much you have where once again without having to call into the office or ask somebody is extremely important. So it's commercial and on-farm storage. It's actually on-farm. So under Bushel Farm, it's on-farm today. Yep. And multiple crop years can hopefully be, I assume, absolutely. tracked? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So as we head into planting season and farmers are thinking about making some forward sales, what capabilities, what things do they need to keep in mind here to make sure that their bushel farm platform is set up to be able to cash some or uh, track some of those cash and forward sales? Great question. So um, we see a lot of farmers this time of year setting up their marketing crops within farm logs. And so that just means like how many acres do you plan to grow of this specific crop? And maybe you have this much dry land, this much irrigated or, or whatever that profile looks like for the farmer. So they set up their crops individually, um, estimating their, you know, cost of production so we can get down to their break even and really understand what those sales need to be in order to to be profitable for them um, and then as they're actually booking contracts entering those in here seeing what that does to their overall marketing position um, and then as they continue to book um, contracts throughout the year just keeping up with that so that they have everything so it's really just the, the setup this time of year, understanding what, what you think you're going to have as far as your guaranteed bushels and, and getting those um, tracked and able to reference that somewhere easily when you're on the go. So hopefully farmers are doing this type of stuff this year, this time of year, or vacationing or whatever. They don't have to feel like they need to be at their desk 
to check on how many bushels they have and what they need to do, um, they can do that on the go with Bushel Farm. So focusing then on that cash sales side, how many elevators, bushel-powered elevators, are out there in the countryside if farmers are thinking, I don't know if this is going to work for my operation? Yeah, so we actually have over 2,000 uh, grain elevators that are powered by bushel, and so that means they're offering um, usually the, the mobile app that bushel offers to digitize the grain contracts and scale tickets and settlements, um, which is powerful in and of itself for the farmer to just know what they have booked in and how much they've delivered on a contract. Um, I've never talked to a farmer that doesn't absolutely love that capability. So with over 2,000 grain elevators out there offering that, um, those are the same people that can benefit uh, by automating data into farm logs or <laughs> into bushel farm as well. Still the name change probably it's is. It's so hard. It's been seven years of, of that, so I'll get there. <laughs> So we know that the average age of the American farmer is, is a little older, you know, 58 to 60 years of age. And sometimes it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks or get them to adopt new technology. How have you seen the adoption for Bushel Farms and what does Bushel do to help get farmers transitioned over from maybe a pen and paper or an older method to using something that really can put it all into this digital wallet, I guess we'll call it, or digital platform. Yeah, no, I've, I've really worked closely with our farmer base. We have over 50,000 active farms in farm logs or in bushel farm. And um, over the last seven years, working closely with them, um, some of my favorite conversations are with my eight-year-old farmers who teach me a lot. And I love that. And they love, you know, the field mapping. And and being able to track you know what they grew what crop they had on what farm over the last several years they um, you know may not be super into adding all of their financials and stuff and that's okay they understand the importance of it and um, a lot of them are bringing a younger generation onto the farm and, and they want them to go ahead and, and really take this on and use this together because they value the insights that it can provide and the visibility that they might not have to have the pen and paper that they're handing down to <laughs> um, that they can't always keep watch on. So we see that shift happening, absolutely. And um, I think that's just another reason that Bushel Farm is super powerful in those relationships is because it can keep everybody that's interested to on the farm to, you know, on the same page. So Kelly, five, 10 years down the road, Bushel Farm is fully built out or, you know, more farms are even using it than what you have today. What does the future look like? We truly believe that automating as much of the manual entry for the farm is super important. They um, you know, have enough going on where they do not need to be sitting there and typing in numbers. Um, AI and all these crazy things happening every day. Um, I mean, a lot of that can, can power this in the future as well. So we plan on just continuing developing and um, bringing new technologies in, bringing a lot of automation in. Uh, listening to our farmers, listening to our customers, making sure we're building what they need, um, not what they do don't, and with their feedback in mind. So, I mean, we have a large um, group of farmers who are in our research uh, community that give us feedback and, and tell us what they want to see and how they want things to work. And so we've had a lot of success building the product out that way, is um, making sure that it's done with them in mind. So continuing to do that, continuing to automate, continuing to take advantage of the other technologies available to us to power this thing and in order to give the farmer exactly what they need. Fantastic. Well, Kelly, this is a great conversation. Thank you so much. Super exciting to see what's coming down the pipeline here for Bushel. Thank you so much, Delaney. It's great to talk to you, too. 
Well, there you go, Delaney. Just the first of probably many interviews coming out of Commodity Classic. So listeners, stick around, hang out with us. We'll continue to bring the latest headlines and some of the latest news coming Absolutely. out of the conference. Keep you watching can... us on social media. What do you think, Delaney? Let's let him go. Let's let him go.